Okay, we are here live in Las Vegas at Snowflake Summit, and I'm very excited to welcome a very special guest, Matt Turk, a man who needs no introduction. We all know you from your uh, data landscape blog series and the amazing meetup series you have in, in New York. Matt, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. In this hotel room with like this nice light in the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think uh, one of the tidbits from Snowflake Summit Live is the Wi-Fi is spotty. So we thought, what's a more stable way to do a live stream than getting a, a, a suite at the link right nearby? Yeah. So, Matt, how are you enjoying the show so far? I'm loving it. I, You know, I got to say, uh, Snowflake has done an incredible job uh, turning this event into pretty much what feels like the, the watering hole of the entire data industry. It sort of feels like Everybody that's working in the modern data stack or machine learning and AI seems to be here. And mm -hmm. uh, it's really great. And also it feels really nice to get to uh, see old friends and then uh, meet a lot of people that actually knew from like Twitter or, or LinkedIn and meet them in, uh, in real life. So it's, it's been fantastic. I love the, uh, the energy and the uh, sort of like optimism about the entire space. Yeah. And just speaking about your, your history, can you give everyone a background on your uh, what you've done in the past and what you're working on these days? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been uh, basically in the data industry one way or another for uh, many years now. At some point, I was the co-founder of uh, an enterprise search startup uh, that uh, basically was an AI startup uh, that uh, we ran for like five years, venture back and all the things, and was uh, eventually acquired by Oracle. So I was in the world of like unstructured data, and mm. then I, I joined Oracle as part of the acquisition, and I was in the world of like structured data and databases. Uh, and then I helped start Bloomberg Ventures, uh, Michael Bloomberg's uh, sort of like venture arm. And then uh, I was in the, world, in the world of financial data. So very naturally, when I became a VC and joined First Mark now nine years ago, uh, I very naturally gravitated towards uh, the emerging world of what was known as big data at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that's been one of my core uh, investment thesis over the last uh, few years. Yeah, and I love that you brought up the term big data. How do you think we've evolved the since the, <laughs> the three Vs? We yes. had uh, velocity, variety, volume. Yes. Do you think that we've we've addressed that by well, now? It came up in the conversations uh, and, and presentations still today. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's the beauty of the whole... Uh, data ecosystem, right? So it's sort of a gift that keeps on giving and like every few years, it's like a reinvention. So we went from the, you know, the, the, the sort of like old data warehouses to like Hadoop and then from like Hadoop to, you know, arguably cloud services and sort of like away from cloud services into like more like Snowflake and then like the modern data stack. So like every few years, like it's changing. It's always fun. Yeah, yeah. No mention of MapReduce jobs here at Snowflake Summit, right? Surprisingly very few. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember those old strata shows where everyone was just going around figuring out how yeah. to get their, their MapReduce jobs to work and, and not fail. And yep. uh, I think that's one of the innovations we've seen, you know, Snowflake bringing to the market and many other vendors who have, you know, done a lot of stuff in the cloud. Um, how do you see that continuing to evolve over the next few years? The uh, ecosystem? or Yeah, yeah. The data ecosystem in the cloud specifically. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a super... You know, interesting question and a low one to um, to answer. So it, it sort of feels like with that modern data stack, with like something that's promising and 
kind of stable uh, for for now. Where like you know all the little bits sort of like interoperate. So I think that's interesting. Um, at the same time, you know the modern data set right now is like a happy family where there's uh, you know there's like the big guys in the middle, uh, Snowflake certainly, but you know GCP. Uh, you know, Azure, and then uh, there's like all these little startups around. And for now, like everybody is friendly because like mm -hmm. everybody does their little bit uh, in the stack. But you know, at some point, for those companies to really grow into big platforms, multi-billion-dollar public companies, they're going to have to expand their offerings. So, like at some point, I think people are going to start like you know competing with one another. So there'll be that's going to be interesting to um, to watch. Um, and then there's, you know, emerging questions around, well, it's kind of nice to have like all these little bits in the parts of the modern data stack, but it's starting to get expensive once you add up like this vendor plus that vendor uh, plus Snowflake plus other, other things, which is like another reason why we may evolve uh, towards, um, you know, at least from the consumer perspective, like a strong desire for like platforms and, mm. you know, not like a string of like this for great solutions. Yeah, I've, I've seen it go multiple directions. Some people are saying, hey, I don't want to use 10 tools for the same use case. And on this other side, I don't want too much consolidation because then you get into vendor lock-in. Yeah. It seems like we might have to yeah, balance right. that somehow. Yeah. And then the other big thing that like everybody's talking about here, uh, it seems, is the data mesh, uh, which mm. is uh, you know this super interesting uh, concept. And um, so it's, it's, it's very funny. Like everybody seems to be trying to position, you know, for or against the data mesh, mm -hmm. or is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Is it marketing? Is that you know? And is that a technology? Is that a series of, of, of like you know tools and processes and people? Uh, so that's been a really interesting thing. Yeah. Do you have a strong opinion on on data mesh? Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems very uh, natural to me that yeah. uh, people would want uh, decentralization. I mean, you don't want a complete mess, but uh, you know, different teams have different needs. So, like, look, of course, you don't want to end up with like twenty-two different databases because you know. It, if I think the modern data stack is complicated uh, as it is, like you don't want to have like you know twenty different replicas of the modern data stack within one company. Mm -hmm. But like so, within reason, I think it makes perfect sense that that uh, you know people ultimately should own their data product and the processes that are related. Uh, you know, it's look, it's always the same thing. It's a bit of a, an ebb and flow. There's like bundling and bundling, centralization, decentralization, and you go in one direction and you you know you overcorrect to the other direction and eventually you get to somewhere in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of the things I, I, I had a, uh, a recent episode of our, our podcast with uh, Bruno Aziza, and he had some great insights on data mesh as well. And I think we're seeing it get more adoption in the enterprise and uh, demystifying it. I think the book is a really good resource that kind of yeah. just kind of removes all the ambiguity uh, just to a certain extent as much as you can. Uh, of course, when you try to implement it in your environment, it's, it's a bit different. But yeah, I think uh, that is one of the areas we're going in with in terms of building data products with the end user in mind, the use case, and also as like a microservice that's decoupled and, and kind of self-sustaining. Yep. We're not relying on, hey, you know, one of my consumers goes down, I'm not bringing down the whole pipeline. Yep. Right? I'm not killing all analytics in my company, just like one broker went yeah, down. Yeah. So. And then Snowflake seems to be positioning sort of in favor of the data mesh, which is sort of interesting because they're um, sort of uh, ultimately like they will make a lot of money, more money they centralize and all the data like ends up in, in Snowflake, but they're sort of, if I understood correctly, making the, uh, you know, the positioning saying, well, actually with the, the data exchange, uh, we could still be the sort of like overall ecosystem. So you could live in a uh, 
Snowflake ecosystem while still achieving the objectives of uh, data mesh, which you know, I think is interesting. So again, like it's everybody's trying to figure it out, and I, I think that's super interesting. Are you going to add a data mesh category to your uh, to your blog <laughs> to, post? To my uh, like annual, uh, you know, data landscape. You know, last year I actually changed the name. So like I've been doing this uh, annual data landscape for uh, you know ten years now. Mm-hmm. I guess this year is going to be the the tenth year. Uh, and last year, um, uh, we changed it to, we called it the MAD landscape like for machine learning, AI, and data, uh, which I think perfectly captures like the, you know, the sort of explosion of that ecosystem. And we long ran out of little boxes to put um, those logos. And uh, we have a very long database, or, you know, like an Airtable database, uh, where we have like all the vendors that we couldn't put. But like the data mesh is like, the, 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 you know, it's impossible to categorize all the yeah. definitions. So, um, it's all of the above or neither. Yes, so. exactly. We'll have to, to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we met at the Airbyte event last night, uh, over at, or over at the Venetian. I have to give John Smith from Stream a shout out for, uh, make, making the connection. Thanks, yes. John. He's also, uh, making sure the, the pod is running smoothly. But, uh, it was a cool event. We were talking about how, uh, maybe you can have a subscription offering for that annual letter where, uh, you know, pay, you know, if you don't pay, you just have to use a magnifying class. Yes. If, uh, if you do pay, you get the zoom functionality, which is really, that's a genius idea. Like I should have thought of that this long time ago. Yeah. And, and that's where we're getting to where there's so many vendors, so many logos, so many people trying to solve the problem. So like, yeah. how do you recommend like as a data engineer, how do you kind of cut through kind of the, I wouldn't call it confusion, but maybe there's some saturation in terms of a lot of vendors in, in, in similar categories. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually one, it's been one of the really fun things uh, being at this uh, Snowflake event. It's like, uh, in some ways, the floor, working the floor is like uh, the IRL version of that data landscape, just like work from like one boost to the other. Mm-hmm. And, this, and and even, you know, for somebody like me who spends so much of their time in in the space, there's like so many vendors that like, I've never heard of, and I, so I, I go to their booth and like you know watch a demo, so I know where to put them and have like a mental model where where that all fits. But uh, no, it's it's uh, you know it's it's crazy and it's a little bit of an explosion and it's super uh, confusing for for sure. But I, look, I think I think ultimately the only way to figure it out is to do the work um, and come to events like this Snowflake Summit and mm-hmm. um, just explore and try and have an open mind. And we, you know, we, we're a few years away from having like super obvious solution where like everybody says, okay, well, this company has won the market. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, no silver bullet. You have to just, uh, you know, go for it and, and spend the, the time. Uh, and, and you really have to because a lot of those emerging vendors are substantially better than the better known names or, you know, all the slightly older product. And it's truly something very magical and very important that has been happening in the data infrastructure world for the last, you know, two or three years. So you, you have to spend time learning about those new products. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, as we continue to see more vendors come into space, we'll also see some consolidation. Um, yeah. And you also run a really good uh, meetup series in New York City. Would you mind telling us about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, look, uh, it's a labor of love. Um, it's called Data Driven NYC. And um, it's, uh, you know, a meetup I started on a whim again about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, largely because uh, I was at Bloomberg at the time and I had access to a room. Uh, and uh, it sort of hit a nerve uh, in the New York community at that time because 
you know, unlike San Francisco, there just weren't a lot of like meetups talking about those, those things. And, um, you know, the first event, I thought I was going to have like 10 people. It was going to be like a round table for friends and I had like 30. And then the next event, I thought I was going to have 30. And then I had like, you know, 80. And uh, the event after that, we had to like move to a different room. And uh, look, for, for many years, um, I could never find a room in New York that was large enough to accommodate the number of people that wanted to join that thing. You know, we had a, a 500 person auditorium for a while mm-hmm. and there were still hundreds of people on the wait list. So it's like, like this like, you know, high energy kind of like community, super fun. Um, I mean, certainly COVID uh, made it a bit, uh, a bit harder. So we moved to Zoom, but, you know, thankfully we just, uh, we just uh, switched back to in-person actually, oh, last incredible. week. Yeah, we had a... Uh, Tristan from DBT um, and also the folks at Estuary.dev, uh, which is one of uh, my portfolio companies. Uh, so like kick us off and it's just so great to be back in the in person. But yeah, yeah so yeah, we at First Mark, like we big believers in the power of networks and communities and just getting people together and like learning and, uh, you know, sort of like geeking out and then, uh, you know, drinking afterwards. Yeah, so yeah. Drinking, drinking before, which, uh, you know, I learned many years ago. That's the secret to like all successful meetups and events, like the drinking part happening before. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. As long as you don't start the dream part too soon before. Um, well, Hey, we'd love to be at the next one. Um, yeah, definitely want to stop by great to see in-person events happening today. I think that every single person I've come across at this event is so happy to see people's faces. And, you know, we've been a lot of people that you met over zoom, you know, and been talking to for a year. Great to just like run into them. Yeah. Um, when's the next meetup that, that you're excited uh, about? July 23rd for Data Driven NYC uh, and then you know we'll, we'll continue um, doing uh, online events as well because uh, you know a little bit like this sort of like um, live recording but then like we post them we have a YouTube channel if you go to YouTube and search for Data Driven NYC you'll see the entire library of video videos and uh, because we've been doing this for 10 years we have like you know 375 speakers on it and like all the you know big names in the space so it's a uh, Look, yeah, again, our community is just like fun to get together. It's fun to learn from the best people. And then as we have a vibrant community, we are able to attract the better speakers who in turn attract the, you know, a great audience. And uh, it's been really cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, If I have to put you on the spot, is there one big prediction you can make for the data industry over the next year? I think, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a very uh, positive prediction but um you know i think at a macro level i think we all need to be sort of uh, careful I'm, and i'm you know i'm a vc so i'm coming at it from uh, a startup perspective uh but uh, you know the world has drastically changed in a matter of like a few weeks and um although that was you know months and, and years in the making so i think you know all the data startups need to be doing what a lot of other startups are doing so being very smart very um Focused on cash and uh, making, you know, having the their burn in, in check because, you know, that's like this pressure to consolidate from a functional perspective, like which is what we were talking about, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, where like eventually customers are going to want a unified platform that do lots of different things. I think, um, and then there is a you know separate like macro um, you know headwind around uh, hey if you're a little uh, startup and um, you know you need to be careful if you want to raise your next round of money so like the combination like those two things i think is is really pushing the industry towards um, consolidation like in the Mm -hmm. right way or the wrong way so either it's like you know you know happy events or like partnerships or great acquisitions but probably a pyramid of failure 
so that's the that's my prediction for the next uh, year or two. Which, by the way, um, very cynically and looking at it coldly, is probably not the worst the worst thing uh, because mm-hmm. there's so many companies, right? Uh, that yeah. popped up in the last couple of years. Like, I, I don't know if the world needs. 27 data catalog companies and, um, you know, 18 data quality companies. And those are fantastic categories, but that's the reality of those categories right now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully at some point your yearly uh, newsletter will be human readable uh, with the with the logos. Uh, I know you're, yeah, you're struggling well, to find designers who can work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like, look, I, 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 I have a lot of friends in this industry mm-hmm. and it's a lot of smart people doing great things. And... Um, you know, like I, I, I really want everyone to succeed, even mm-hmm. though I'm an investor uh, uh, and, you know, sometimes I like investments that can be directly with a lot of the companies. So like, you know, a little bit of the community thing. That's really how I approach the ecosystem. That's mm-hmm. something that's super fascinating to me. And I love, uh, you know, a lot of those companies. So I, I basically don't want anybody to fail or get in trouble, but that's almost mechanically going to um, going to happen. I think that's, you know, why we're seeing a kind of a, a new bit of energy focused on uh, making sure that your data initiatives are bringing positive ROI and yeah. business values. There's been some really good uh, writing on that as, as of recently. And even like Bill Inman, one of the fathers of data warehousing, kind of chiming in on, you know, the state of cloud data warehousing and making sure that, you know, you're building your uh, models with a specific business purpose and you're yeah. getting ROI out of them. Because I think, you know, having, you know, a data swamp as some people are calling it, yeah. can be exorbitantly expensive. And ultimately, people will ask, well, what's the purpose of this? Yeah, uh, so this the, the, the good news on that front is that I think we are um, actually at that level um, in the overall deployment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the usual um, you know data hierarchy of needs. Uh, you know, for many years, we, we were trying to do stuff at the top, but we didn't have the bottom. Uh, so, like, I think, like, everybody has seen this, right? At the bottom, mm-hmm. you got storage and, like, processing. And at the top, you got, like you know, super cool AI stuff, right? And like Monica Rogatti has like a version of this. Several people I think have a version of this. But anyway, in, in that in that triangle, this hierarchy of data needs um, for, for many years, like the bottom effectively was not really properly addressed. And that's the beauty of, of Snowflake, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's one of the key solutions that um, has enabled people to say, to put their data house in order, and that really happened, you know, sort of like 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. And then uh, the, that all other wave of like applications, um, uh, including data applications, like running on top of Snowflake. Mm-hmm. And those, to me, are the most likely to deliver ROI. Yeah. Um, so it'd be really bad if this moment in the economic cycle had happened as people were trying to implement Snowflake. But I think there's a, a lot of people that have already implemented Snowflake. And I've started implementing and deploying solutions on top of Snowflake. And those are the ones that really drive the benefit. So like the, the, the timing for the data industry of that um, kind of like recession, which is started, well, kind of this recession, which is starting to happen, mm-hmm. is actually not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the data industry in general is going to be able to prove uh, that all that time and investment and effort and those conferences and everything, and everything actually amounts to something very tangible. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the product that we work on here, Change Data Capture, into streams in a snowflake that you know stream delivers. I mean, we've been hearing similar feedback from our customers that you know building more applications on top of Snowflake that are focused on operational use cases that actually deliver back to the business. Like I was talking to one customer says, like, hey, if 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 this pipeline of Snowflake goes down or or if there's any outage on Snowflake, you know, our our inventory systems, our our billing, our shipping, our fulfillment are going down. So I think to your point, um, there is so much economic value being developed on top of Snowflake. 
that it it, it should hold up during a recession and, and yeah. continue to grow, perhaps at less of a feverish pace, but still at a healthy pace. Yeah, yeah, which is not the worst thing, like meant to like slow down the pace a little bit. And by the way, you guys are in a very uh, important part of the ecosystem. You're asking me for predictions. Like that's one of the many uh, sort of predictions I have, which is like, you know, finally the time of like real-time data mm -hmm. is arriving. It's really something that people have been talking about for the last, I don't know how many years, like every year was like, okay, this year is the time of like real-time data. This year actually didn't happen, but this year is the time of, is the year of real-time data, right? Like at some point, I think it's 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 uh, by becoming true. So I think that's a really good um, part of the ecosystem to yeah. uh, to to play in. But you know, um, yeah, like applications are uh, what it's all about. Uh, ultimately, it's not about like you know cool data engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I'm like I'm seeing tons of um, actual use cases and, and ROI. So you know, not to be the the VC that like promotes their data uh, their their investments. But, oh, please uh, do. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, on, I'm a very proud investor and on the board at uh, Didaiku, mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, very is, successful uh, just won the partner of the year for machine learning and AI at this event at the Snowflake conference. And um, so, what they do is they are uh, an enterprise platform for the deployment of mm -hmm. data science, machine learning, and AI in the enterprise. Uh, and it, you know, and it, it's really been the the, the question of you know AI is cool, but like, what do you actually do with it? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, there was certainly a period of time where customers needed to like wrap their mind around, okay, this is not descriptive analytics. That's not the world of BI. It's a different world. And mm -hmm. what does it enable us to do? And I think we're very much at the stage now where like there's a lot of the market that understands, okay, well, this is, you know, fraud prediction, uh, you know, pricing, like all sorts of like different um, applications of, of AI, which are very sort of like common and not just completely out of, yeah. out of this world. Um, so I think the, just just from the vantage point of being on the board of, of Didaiku, I see that exactly what we were saying, that the world of data has, has moved towards uh, uh, deploying at scale in production applications that deliver a very clear ROI to the business side. So I think we are at that stage of the market, which again, is like sort of, you know, few, like we the, the timing of this uh, kind of recession, which was bound to happen at some mm -hmm. point for the ecosystem is not that bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, and even speaking of streaming, Snowflake had their streaming announcement today. And, you know, we just had some demos yes, around that. So I think that and it's, it's, and when Snowflake does it, you know, it's driven by, they have a massive sample size of, of customers. And, was, and that was one of the feedback we got, which is, you know, hey, you know, the ingest is the bottleneck and in, just Snowflake. And now that they're supporting that, and I think you're going to see other warehouses and, and, and cloud support that as a first cloud, uh, yeah. first class citizen. And then, AIML is blowing up and yeah, data IQ very always been a very impressive company and, and, and seeing them continue to evolve is going to be very exciting. Um, well, Matt, I know you're a very busy person, so we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. This yeah. Is, yeah. Fun. This is great. I hope we can stay in touch and we'd love to check out the, uh, the next uh, meetup in, in New York city. Absolutely. Data driven NYC. Very cool. Great. Thank you. Uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in. We're live from snowflake summit, uh, the link hotel right next to the, uh, event space and hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Thank you.